This is Jack Pollock, also known as that indie wrestler who fell through a ring. You're listening to Dark Match Podcast. I don't really know why, but I guess go ahead. You're now listening to the Dark Match Podcast. Let's go live into the studio for this week's episode. So, Pat, you watch anything good last night? I did, and it was absolutely epic. Start to finish, I'm on the edge of my seat. It was literally, like, much better than I originally thought it was going to be. Didn't even know what to expect. Went into it with no expectations whatsoever and was completely blown away. So you're talking about Rebellion, right? No, I thought we were talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I, I thought we were talking about Game of Thrones. I, like, I... Yeah, so uh, to answer your question, I, I did watch something interesting last night. I watched Game of Thrones. I, I did watch Rebellion, um, but I watched it this morning. So I didn't watch it last night. Unfortunately, on Sunday nights, my TV is reserved by my wife, who now, with it being the final season, has all say of the TV, which I don't mind. I, I love Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm not going to get into a talk of Game of Thrones right now, but that's what we were doing last night. And then by the end of it, I couldn't really find myself getting like fully invested. Hopefully, there's listeners that actually understand what I'm talking about because I went on such an emotional roller coaster last night. I was like, I can't do that with impact right now because it's literally like I, I couldn't handle it physically. I got, I got nothing for you, man. I fill the people in on rebellion, dude. Well, I'm going to fill people in on rebellion. It was a fantastic event from, from the beginning to the end. Um, not going to cover the entire event, but obviously with my main takeaways, um, I learned some very valuable lessons. First and foremost is don't shit talk Scarlett Bardot on Twitter because if you do, um, you're going to have uh, an ass whooping coming your way. Um, and unfortunately, our former guest, Rohit, found that out firsthand last night because it was originally announced that it was just going to be the smoke show on Rebellion last night. And then before the event took place, they announced that the smoke show was being replaced with a match between Scarlett Bordeaux and Rohit. And um, yeah, she made him regret those comments, to say the very least. So um, as a former guest of our show, Rohit, you should be much smarter um, moving forward. No disrespect. Um, my next big takeaway, new world champion in Brian Cage. It, it did not come with uh, without a price, unfortunately. Uh, he wound up in the hospital, uh, hoping everything's okay. Speedy recovery to him as well. I really hope that it's nothing to the point where he would have to relinquish the championship, but only time will tell in this regard. Um, another big story was the pay-per-view debut of one madman Fulton uh, he wasn't in a match um, he did get involved in some cases uh, I guess you could say in, in an intimidating way um, just being there his presence in itself he, he came out with Sammy Callahan for his match with Rich Swan, which Rich Swan did go on to retain uh, the exhibition championship so I see madman Fulton making his transition into taking that championship and then potentially I see him giving it to Sammy Callahan in some way uh, there's a multitude of different things that could happen new tag team champions as well LAX take out the Lucha Bros uh, to become the new Impact Wrestling tag team champions then the match that I really want to talk about that absolutely blew me away from start to finish was the match between the North and Moose versus the Rascals to say that my expectations for that match were high would be an understatement 
to say that they exceeded my expectations would be an understatement, if you understand what I'm saying. So overall, from start to finish, that match was absolutely insane. Some of the coolest technical moves I've seen. Some of the best moves, high flying as well. I love the spot from the outside with Wentz and then with Trey Miguel. I thought that was a great use of the ring ramp, which they've done previously. They've just done it in other promotions. There's a phenomenal video of Trey Miguel getting launched into, and he had to go like 15, 20 feet in the air, and that's not even an exaggeration. And then he catches into a hurricanrana. The most amazing video of you haven't seen it go check it out and he did something very similar to that last night he didn't get launched 15 feet in the air but did a jumping hurricanrana into the ring then there was this moment with i don't even know what you could really call it but it was where i'm gonna try and enact it with you but i can't do it because i can't lift you up but (laughs) but josh alexander had him on his back and it was kind of like a reverse like f you and he flips him to ethan page so he catches him And then just does this monster, monstrous spine buster. It was an insane move. The North and Moose pick up the victory. But all in all, the the event in itself was fantastic. Don't really want to spend too much time on just that event. There's plenty of other events that did take place. Uh, I want to touch on the Crockett Cup, but we'll touch on that later on down the road. But I know we ended off last week's show not a whole lot. And we didn't really touch on a whole lot at the end of the episode, but there has been some changes in WWE, and the superstar shakeup has come to an end. With it almost took over a second weekend. It really did. It really did with some of these changes. But my main, uh, my main takeaway that kind of had me irked more than anything was I don't even know if there's truth to it but just these people using like their pool to make changes for like significant others and things like that wasn't a big fan of that I thought that Andrade could do so much more being on Raw I would have loved to see a rematch even though they're both heel characters now I would have loved to see a rematch between Andrade and Drew McIntyre because they had a fantastic match during NXT I would have loved to see that again. I think that would have been great. Okay, so I actually read something that maybe I got to go back and actually find it. It was they didn't do that because at least move Andrade back to SmackDown because of the fact of, you know, trying to keep couples together. It was at Fox's request. Yeah, I heard that too, that like Fox came out and said, I'm calling bullshit just because if you want me to believe that it was Fox that came out and said, well, we want Andrade on SmackDown, you're pretty much saying that you are putting your backing in Andrade to be your main star. That's my interpretation about it. That's why I don't buy it. If it was Roman Reigns that was on there, or if they said that about AJ Styles, then I would believe it. But And not taking anything away from Andrade, but he really hasn't had an opportunity to shine with the exception of his matches with Rey Mysterio. But now Rey Mysterio's gone. So I, I can see them wanting Andrade because they see bigger things for him on Fox. But I, I don't buy the fact that it wasn't Charlotte Flair that was like, no, I want Andrade on SmackDown. I, I'm you, you can tell me that's not the case all you want, but I'm not going to believe it. You have a point. I could probably see that being the case, but yeah, on <laughs> I don't I don't know how to how to refute that to be perfectly honest. Well, why would you? I mean, there there's no point to really refute it and it's just pointless to even think about it. But I mean, at this point uh, we we can put 
out our own two cents about where the product is. At this point, we can both agree that it is extremely dismal at best. It's not living up to the expectations. And we had so much hope after they had mentioned how we're going to make you the GMs. We're going to make the fans and you call the shots. No, you haven't done that at all because the product is, is still cruddy. Yes, we have some champions that we want, but they're slowly, slowly disappearing into non-existence to where it doesn't matter. You saw the turn of Kevin Owens that I felt would have had more weight and waiting if they waited longer. You gave it a week. That made no sense. Now I see why, and it made a lot of sense because for the longest time, he was using the Stone Cold Stunner as his finisher. He wasn't using the pop-up powerbomb. He goes, heel, what move did he bring back last week? He starts doing the powerbomb again. So it seems like when he's a face character or he wants to be a good guy, he uses the stunner. If he's a heel character, he uses the pop-up powerbomb and the powerbombs. So I think it would have made more sense if they held off. They had whoever it was. Put him against, insert any name you want at Money in the Bank for the championship. But you have Kevin Owens at ringside. That's where he turns on him. I thought that would have been better than having him turn and now it's Kevin Owens versus Kofi Kingston at Money in the Bank. Here's the thing. Who have you not seen since WrestleMania? Well, at the same point, it's Daniel Bryan because he is hurt. And why do you think they rushed KO? That's why. Well, mm, but they have so many other people that they could use. And that's the problem. It's the same people over and over again. But you haven't, you haven't gotten to see Kevin Owens in a while because he was hurt himself. So you haven't gotten to see Kevin Owens. Big E got hurt, so they put him into that spot of, hey, let's try to have this. Let's try to bring him in as his face, essentially to quote-unquote infiltrate. But then Daniel Bryan got hurt. You can't have that rematch right away. So they had to rush KO into this spot. If Daniel Bryan was ready to go, if he was not hurt, he would get his rematch, he'd lose. And then, you know what? That's probably where KO would have turned, and they would have built into the next pay-per-view after that. But at the same point, if you ask me where they really dropped the ball, if they wanted to build, because it's Kevin Owens who's turned on people nonstop. If you really wanted that wow factor, you wanted the story behind it, you put Ali there. You put Ali in that position where you took my spot. That was mine. You were in Elimination Chamber because I got hurt. Now I'm going to put you on the shelf type of situation. That's where I feel that they dropped the ball. Because it's a fresh new face that they're bringing into it. They have the storyline behind it. They have the backing behind it. To where now you can push Kofi even more into a more serious role. And it's nothing against Kevin Owens. Don't get me wrong. But I the fact that they rushed him so quick to be a heel I felt it would have been more I, I guess you could say I felt like it could have been better if they just waited if they let it simmer for a little bit more than just quickly oh nope I'm done with you that's that's my two cents I can see where you're coming from but bringing in bringing in Ali like to try to face Kofi who's gonna be the heel in that or do you try to build that as two faces going going up against each other but then someone's got to turn at the end and that's where I could see if, let's say... If, I, I agree with you, especially with, like, you needed that bigger guy to take over for Big E. It could have been Big Ali, but I don't know. <laughs> I could see that, but I think you could have built a story if you had Big E still in there, where you had all of New Day. You have the two, essentially, at this point, the two faces going against each other. Kofi wins, and then the whole New Day turns, essentially, to try to hurt, let's say... Put Ali back on the shelf. You really try to knock him back down. 
because obviously I think Ali was going to get that title. I agree. I, I, I think he was going to get that title. Yeah, I so, agree. So then that could have been something you could have built. Now those two going against each other, you have the whole New Day flip heel by trying to put him back down, and you could have built that to SummerSlam or some other pay-per-view. I, I agree with you. So Things I, you could have done, but... Shit happens. Hey, the writing styling of David and Pat. This is this is how they should have booked things. Just put people in a room and just throw out ideas. Put, and Put the average guy in tell, a room. Just tell me why. Why would this happen? And then that's how you do it. Well, we could do this. We could If this guy gets hurt, we throw him in here. I, I feel like they could accomplish so much more over a bottle of freaking Johnny Walker Black. They really could. Just get him drunk, record it. And whatever they say, that's what they roll with we're because just, it's a lot more entertaining dude, than the shit we're watching. Need, they just need to call. Yeah, call us. It's like, all right, guys, here's the bottle. All right, so I'll bring my own bottle. So here's what we're gonna do. That's first, we're, first we're gonna we're gonna sample the whiskey again, and then we're gonna then hold, let us watch the network for a couple hours. Then we're gonna tell you how they should have done we're this back. We're gonna have a women's champion, but we're gonna call her the man. Okay, she is the man. No, she's a man. But then we're going to have someone come out, and she's going to teach you how to be a lady. <laughs> That's the way I see it. So, but this, well, the funny thing is, it's kind of working. It's it working. It's the only thing that's working. I know. We need to do this. Just get drunk, and then we'll just spit out ideas. Wait, no, never mind. That's just Friday night. All right, let's get into our interview. I want to take an opportunity to thank you. I know we had, it seems like we mentioned it on a couple other episodes with reference to technical difficulties. So I appreciate you sticking around and biting through this and finally coming on the show. So for those individuals that don't know who you are, you are Katie Arquette. You are the current reigning defending women's champion in IWC. So once again, thank you so much for your time here today and we appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. I know it's been a little technical difficulties, but it happens. I'm so happy to be on the show. Yeah, and I, I gave you a good talking point too, and a good a good laugh too when it just wasn't wasn't wanting to work. And obviously, with how <laughs> technology is, it works when it wants to. So oh yeah, so it has a mind of its own. It, it definitely does. So I do want to take a couple steps back, like we do with every single episode. We're gonna get into a lot of information here today. We're definitely gonna get to know everything there is to know about you. But before we do that, we want to go all the way back to where it started. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, well, I'm from. Beverly Hills, California, uh, born and raised. Um, as everyone who does know and who doesn't know, uh, my uncle David, David Arquette, was former WCW heavyweight champion. I kind of branch off from him. I um, grew up always involved with theater. He was my inspiration to grow up into an actress. So I've been following in his footsteps and one day it led me to the ring. So I've just been going about that and kicking ass. I kind of feel in the ring so i'm champion at iwc so things have been going pretty well i would not uh, disagree with that point at all and i was actually there when you won the title for the second time in a very hellacious match with madison rain so congratulations on your <laughs> second reign as iwc women's champion and i definitely want to touch on what kind of led you to the ring and other than your famous uncle but <laughs> starting things off growing up in hollywood california what was your upbringing kind of like was it where you immediately just 
wanted to jump into theater and acting or did you have other aspirations in mind? Well, to be honest, it's always kind of theater and acting and being on stage, being the center of attention. It's always been something for me. I've never been, a, I've never had stage fright. I've never been afraid to talk in front of people. I guess you could say it's, it's in my blood. I just, <laughs> I'm not afraid to be up front and center stage. Um, but yeah, other than Dave, my uncle David, well, technically we're cousins, but we're a whole generation apart. So I just call him uncle David. <laughs> so, gotcha. but anyway, uh, my sister, uh, when it, we're eight years apart. So whenever I, I was a little before I could really understand anything that was going on wrestling wise, she would watch it in the attitude era. So I would watch it. Um, and because like I said, I'm not afraid to be open and never shut up. Um, I kept asking too many questions about what was going on. Who was this person? Why did they do that? And then I asked why Triple H was spitting on himself. So that about had it for the last show for her. So she kicked me out of her room. Um, and I kind of got out of wrestling after that. But when I got into college, I um, and I, I was a theater major. I started to get back into wrestling. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do this. I really love it. Yeah, and now going back to your previous point, you had mentioned how you saw Triple H spitting on himself and your sister kicked <laughs> you out of her room. Did you find yourself gravitating more towards WCW or WWE growing up? Um, I would definitely say WWE. Well, I mean WWF at the time just because that's what I was exposed to at the time was WWF rather than WCW. Um, so I I saw The Rock and I saw Triple H and and Stone Cold and Kane and Kane is like my number one favorite love of my life wrestler first wrestler i saw on tv and i don't know what it was i just it was a love at first sight for me so i just um i love wwf and that that era growing up um and i still love him to this day now when you're uncle slash cousin won the WCW championship. Did you find yourself jumping at that point back into wrestling and kind of catching up on what you had missed after you kind of stopped watching or did you stop watching after he was already champion? Um, I had already stopped watching, but when I found that out, I was like, oh, cool. Like I, I eased my way back into it, but I was so, the thing with when it comes to theater and acting, which I don't understand how David does, um, it takes up your entire life. There is no doing both. You know what I mean? Like yeah. wrestling takes up training, gym, fitness, uh, matches, traveling, and theater or just acting in general is the exact same thing. You you perform, you rehearse, you go to auditions, you travel. So I going to college and throughout high school, all I focused on was theater. That was my number one passion. So I I was I became a fan again, but I wasn't a diehard fan, as sad as that seems, uh, when I got back into wrestling. But whenever I was finishing up with college, I was like, huh, let me kind of travel backwards and how can I mix the two? So Now you had mentioned how you did theater. Did you perform in anything uh, uh, that kind of got a national scene or got you some international <laughs> exposure or anything along those lines? Oh, nothing. Nothing too exposing. Uh, I was primarily within school um high school and college um but you know david arquette was always uh behind the scenes you know oh she's so cute whenever she gets older blah 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 blah. and then i had started training right after i graduated so it kind of i don't know one day one day i'll make the stars i'll be up there i'll be in the movies right next to him 
<laughs> so I have to ask, and if you're comfortable giving this answer, that would be great. But most individuals that go in for an interview, they're asked to have a monologue or a scene or anything prepared, whether it be that they're singing, they're acting out a play. What was your always like your go-to in a moment where if you were to go on stage and try to get a part in a play, what was uh, your <laughs> essential go-to monologue? Uh, well, this one... This one, um, it's not the best monologue to go to, but it catches everyone's eye. Um, have you ever seen the movie My Cousin Vinny? Oh, absolutely. I do um, Mona Lisa's monologue when they're in the woods at the cabin and breaking out about, <laughs> about her biological deer? clock. Oh, yes. okay. So. I thought it was going to be the deer. (laughs) The only reason it can be bad um, for auditions is because of the dialect in it. She has like a New York jersey type dialect and most um producers and directors want to hear your voice 10 years later my niece the daughter of my sister is getting married my biological clock is ticking like this and the way this case is going i ain't never getting married so as long as i can do it 110 percent perfect they more than likely love it so but that is typically my go-to because it catches everyone's eye right off the bat plus that movie is a classic so (laughs) that's one of those movies that whenever it's on no matter what part of the movie it is you have to watch it it's like (laughs) you just see it across like the the little channel log oh my cousin Vinny. yeah we're putting that on yeah oh (laughs) there's 15 minutes left it's cool i know what already happened i'll watch it now yep yep every every scene in there is it i can never stop laughing at that movie it's great oh yeah especially that scene (laughs) i love the the backup lawyer where he was just so confident and overconfident. <laughs> he just starts talking. He starts, he, he, he like gets the, he's studying, spitting, just asking like the most ridiculous questions. And then he comes back and they like look at him like, what the hell? I, I, I panicked. <laughs> I panicked. It's like, what are you doing? But It's no. getting better, he no. says. <laughs> it's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Marissa Tomei with every single just. Oh, oh that, that part was, it was perfect. It was perfect. It's as if she actually knew everything there was to know about cars like and i i love um the attorney's face and he was like okay she's an expert i guess (laughs) yeah it just puts her to shame and then obviously they go back and forth and they do their fun little banter here they were no more than three minutes ago they're hating each other like just literally just taking their names in vain and (laughs) they despise the sight of each other then they Mm -hmm. get on the stand they start talking about cars it's like oh you know what like this is our connection this is it it was a great scene overall because you go into it and even the people that are on trial they don't know what's going on and she announces like no like your entire case is wrong and he just goes are you sure like they're kind of playfully (laughs) flirting with each other through it it's a perfect scene so oh yeah (laughs) so i i I applaud you with that being the direction that you go with and being able to channel your inner bronx uh, accent yeah (laughs) (laughs) so and it's good to hear that you're still trying to follow in those footsteps and obviously whether it be a year from now 10 years from now obviously you have that path in place with your family where I mean you look at David's career and even Patricia's career as well she just made waves with her recent um, I believe it's on Hulu the act oh yeah Mm -hmm. which which is fantastic as well and a huge range for her so 
uh, you definitely have those genes in you to be a part of this family that just continues that legacy. And you kind of look at those famous names in Hollywood and Arquette being one of them to follow in those footsteps would would definitely be great. So it's good to hear that you haven't still given up on that and just kind of said, hey, no, wrestling's my main focus. No, you still have this other goal and dream and aspiration in mind. Oh, yeah. Later on down the road. Oh, yeah. I mean, it like I said, theater and wrestling, they're, they, you have to pick one. And right now, I know that wrestling, being about to be 24, my body is in the right place to be wrestling. It's harder when you're in your 30s or 40s. So, But when you can act, you can act. I mean, look at Betty White. She's in her 90s. She, you, you can, it's like having a, a good singing voice. It's just, it's one of those things that never goes away. You can never evolve into a bad actor based on age. I completely so. agree. And you brought up the perfect example too. I mean, she's a, she's a national treasure. I oh, love yeah. Betty White. <laughs> love Betty White. <laughs> she's great. She always has fun with every every movie she's in. She she will gladly play the old woman who has no idea what's going on and always has that one or two liners where she's just like, yeah, I know I'm funny. <laughs> I forget what the name of the movie is, but where she sings Little John with, it's got Sandra Bullock and um, Ryan the Reynolds. Proposal. The Proposal. Thank with you. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, where they're standing in the woods and she just starts singing Little John Get Low. I mean, yeah, it's perfect. Or Sandra Bullock started singing it, and then, and then, or no, wait, was it? Uh, I th- I can't remember who brought it up. I can't it up, remember who brought it I up think either. It was, I think it was Sandra Bullock who brought it up, and Betty White's kind of looking at her like, okay, this this works. All right, yeah. And putting her hands off because Sandra Bullock is like, I don't know, this old woman in the middle of the woods wants me to open myself up to her. So <laughs> and they picked Little John Get Low to do it. They couldn't just they couldn't just have a monologue of my cousin Vinny. They they had to bust out some early 2000s like hip hop and that's how they connected finally. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, taking a couple steps forward. So you're involved in in theater and acting, but like you mentioned, you're going to be 24 years old. I don't like to ask how how old individuals are, but you're going to be 24 <laughs> years old. When did the wrestling bug kind of catch up with you and say, "This this is what I want to do. I I'm already an actress. I I've gone to auditions. I know how to play the part." let's take another step forward and let's get into wrestling. How did that kind of transpire? Well, I was, like I said, I was in college, so it was probably when I was about, I'm going to say 1920. I was, yeah, I was probably around 1920. I was a sophomore going into be a junior in college. And that's when I started. Uh, well, I just got out of my high school relationship after my freshman year. So I went back into college thinking like open mind, kind of don't say no, just like, if an opportunity arises, go for it. Don't hold anything back. No more moping. No more. No more crying over this. Let's move forward. And I met a group of friends, and like I changed my major to theater because that was a whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I um I I finally started doing the things I wanted and going in like I said with an open mind. I realized all these other people. Like, they were really into wrestling. So I was like, oh, well, I mean, I can get back into it. I've never not liked it. I just stopped following. And then whenever I found out about, diff- like, I had someone wanting to go to a tryout for wrestling. Right? And to me, I'm like, you mean like with Vince McMahon? I'm so confused. <laughs> I never knew anything <laughs> about the independent circuits. I was like, oh, this is a thing? I, I thought you had to, like 
go to the WWF. And then I'm like, oh, it's WWE now. Okay, well, clearly I'm definitely out of the loop. So, <laughs> um, oh, so I, uh, my friend went and tried out. He was like, you should do it with me. I said, I don't know, can't afford it. All in all, within the next year, I went to my tryout. I think I was 20, and I I fell absolutely in love with it. I didn't expect, I mean, the tryout was challenging, of course, it's a tryout. But during the first couple months of being there, training and learning everything, it was pretty surreal because I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm actually taking steps. So um, it was it was pretty exciting to get to do that. Now, where did you end up going for your tryout? I went to Pitts in Pittsburgh, PA. It's at a IWC International Wrestling Cartel. So I decided I trained under Chris LaRusso and Andrew Palace. They're two fantastic performers, and they definitely know what they're doing, even though they butt heads. So it was quite an interesting 12 months of training, considering they hate each other. So, um, but I learned a lot, and I am where I am now because of them. Yeah, and definitely looking at the accolades of not only Chris LaRusso, but also Andrew Palace, who really has found his stride outside of I. He's the current Real Shoot Wrestling Champion, and the list goes on and on. We can talk about his accolades, and then you have Chris LaRusso as well. You're not joking where you have these two dynamics. You you have one that is absolutely crazy. Uh, my co-host and I were at a show, and he's running, he's like squaring up with this kid. This little kid is wearing <laughs> yeah. like a luchador. Like he, he's wearing a luchador mask, and and Andrew Palace is chasing him around the room with a steel chair. And the kid is loving it. And then you have Chris LaRusso, who is a, a little bit more tame. I, he, he's not chasing kids around with steel chairs. I mean, no. I, I was trying to give him a compliment, but I just made Andrew Palace sound like a, like a psycho. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he did it in fun. Devil, so you never know what you're going to get with him. Yeah, like I've seen him, like I've seen pictures of him standing on top of, of tables doing the Rose and Jack from Titanic, like just to sell yeah. merchandise. So it, I can only imagine what that experience was like. So you walk into IWC with the expectation of who knows how this is going to go. And you just immediately get that bug and say, you know what? I'm going to continue following in the footsteps uh, of my family even more and continue on this wrestling legacy. So what was it like when you were asked to kind of create Create this character and you're immediately like well you know what I'm just gonna be me I'm, I'm Katie Arquette I mean it whenever you go through training and you're trying to figure out who you are and who you want to be I'm going in that it was my life it is my life and I'm going to make it a point to show everyone that I'm not just some Beverly Hills Hollywood actress I'm here to kick ass and I know that I can do all these things that the guys can do I'm not a, a small girl I am thicker I'm I'm bigger than most girls so it it puts me in a place where I'm here to win I'm here to be the best and I strive to be the best every day as long as I'm in training three to four times a week, I go to the gym five to six times, um, nothing holds me back. And I will continue to put the professional wrestler title. I will make it proud because I was on a, another podcast the other day and I made it very clear that if you 
do not make the time and the effort to be a professional wrestler, then you don't deserve to call yourself that. You can call yourself a wannabe wrestler because clearly you don't care. And that hit close to home with me because everything you do, you should have passion behind. You shouldn't just do it just because, oh, I I did it, so this is this is enough. It's not like riding a bike. You have to continue to have repetition, and everyone out there should know that, including people who want to call themselves professional wrestlers. I completely agree. I mean, if you're looking at it as a hobby where you're not going to give it your all, and in today's day and age in professional wrestling, independent wrestling, where it's the hottest that it's ever really been, the spotlight is all over independent wrestling now. And that's not taking anything away from, from WWE, which... I mean, we can have a whole different conversation about their current product. Not necessarily yeah. their wrestlers, but just the product that they're putting out. The, the spotlight is all over independent wrestling, and there's some people such as yourself that take passion and pride in what you do. And then there's individuals that, oh, this is just something fun I do on the weekend. Okay, cool. But you're stealing a roster spot from me because I can bring people there, but you're telling this promoter, insert any name there you want, that you'll do the same work for five bucks. Yeah, that, that's not someone that's making the independence better. That's just someone that's stealing a spot. Right. I mean, if you if you go into it knowing that you just want to, like you said, if you want to make it a hobby, if you want to work a couple times a month, that's fine. But you best be sure you are keeping me safe and any other opponent you have in the ring safe. And if you, so it's one to go in it like that, you know, you, I just want to do it. For a hobby, I only see myself doing it for a couple years. Cool. That's perfectly fine. But if you're coming into this with the mindset of, I'm I'm going to make it and I, I'm a vet. I can you know, give advice and I've only been wrestling for two years. Uh, no. Because I've only been wrestling for two years and I can tell you a million things that I mess up every time I get into the ring. So I have no business telling anybody uh, what they should or should not do. Granted, if people come up to me and ask me, I, I give my opinion. But I don't make it a point to... You see what I mean? You see the difference? Yeah. Like, because there are more specifically guys in the locker room who will call themselves vets and uh, they give themselves this status of, well, I'm a professional. I've been doing this for so many years. And it's like, how often do you train? When's the last time you've been to a gym? What did you eat this morning? Like the people that call themselves a vet, I don't believe have earned that status. If someone else calls you a vet, I feel like you've earned it. Yeah, it's definitely not a sport that you can really, and no disrespect to anyone, but I really don't view wrestling as something where someone can reply to someone's piece of advice or any type of direction where you can really look at them and go, I know. It's like, no, that that's there's advice everywhere. And that, that's one of the things about professional wrestling that I've mentioned on a numerous podcasts and on numerous episodes where you're going to have people that do the same move a thousand different ways. They're going to have a thousand different techniques. And more importantly, people have their own different opinions about the way that it should be done and the way that it shouldn't be done. So whether you are a green boy or, or a veteran, you're going to take advice anywhere where you can get it. But to be someone that's like, I'm a veteran, like, like, I know what I'm doing. That, that's just cocky. That's arrogant. And you're not going to get booked anywhere else. No, you're not. People need to know their place. And they need to understand that there's no one right way. 
everyone who gives advice, it's going to be chocolate and vanilla. It's just finding out what works best for you and what you're willing to take. I always was told no matter if you're wrong, no matter what excuses you have, you just nod and you say thanks. Because in the long run, you may look back on it and go, I'll try this instead or do this or do that. So Yeah, like I can't even tell you how many times I'm at my work and someone gives me a piece of advice that I just kind of brush off. And you sit there and you really ponder about it for a while. Like, why would he mention that? Like, what is he? Oh, you know what? This is easier. You know what? This is more smooth. This makes the process a whole lot simpler. And there's just a lot of people in today's day and age where they don't want to be corrected. More importantly, they don't want to yeah. be coached which is the worst thing but right. it definitely sounds like you have a good head on your shoulders and you're reaching out trying to get that advice any way you can so i do want to take a couple steps back to where you got your start but where you are making your true mark right now and that of course being iwc which i i, I can't say how many times they've personally been mentioned on our show and you guys actually hold the candle for my well i wouldn't say her first show but you had my wife's first indoor wrestling show experience and she is like hooked now <laughs> so i took her to iwc 18 that was her for my wife hates wrestling she always had <laughs> and i convinced her like hey let's make a drive from cleveland to pittsburgh on a day that we don't have our kids and let's go watch wrestling i don't know how, why she agreed to it but the whole drive home she was talking about it more than i was i was gonna just keep my mouth shut about it because <laughs> of how she normally is but the product right. itself is a uh, bar none a uh, above many others that I personally, I, I've been to just in the production value in itself. So when you look at IWC from when you started to where it is today, what have you kind of experienced, not only from the fan standpoint, but also just talent and product in itself? I, I'd love to get your inside opinion. <laughs> well, um, whenever you watch it from a fan's perspective, it's totally different from watching it as a worker's perspective. So going into it as a fan, like being I don't even know a 10 maybe younger like watching it all it was super cool that's why I was filled with so many questions <laughs> like why are they doing this oh are they in a fight like it um it, it brings up so much nostalgia and in entertainment that you just want more and growing up uh and getting back into it watching it again it was like holy crap, like really um, analyze and comprehend what was going on. It, it was so cool. Like when you when you think professional wrestling, you think flips and dives and, and slams and punches and kicks. And it, it looks, it's cool because people mistaken professional wrestling. It's not MMA. It's sports entertainment. That's why there's views and storylines to keep you engaged, to keep you coming back every single week, not knowing who's going to beat up who because that brings your or um, that brings that person down, like their their celebrity aspect, like it, it just brings them down. You want them back and forth and up and down. So then whenever I started training and uh, Chris LaRusso was like, I want you guys to go home and watch. And he would give us a match every week. And he would say, I want you to pick out what we learned this week. Or sometimes he would say, tell me what you liked and what you didn't like about it. And it, there is no right or wrong answer. Just tell me what you liked, what you didn't like and why. And I remember whenever I would watch it, it was so cool 
in the sense that we had just learned lockups, shoulder tackles, like the international we just did. And whenever I would watch a match, I'm like, I do that. I do that. Oh, I do that. Like I was able to decipher. I was able to pick out every piece of what was happening in the match. And I was able to uh, say, I did that. Oh, he did it differently. That's something I want to put into my playbook. So it's cool to transition from a fan to a worker and how to apply it and knowing that when I am preparing for a match every weekend to pick out different things and do tape study and then whenever all a bunch of wrestlers get together for Wrestlemania we just we watch it from a fan's perspective and we just enjoy what we're watching and it is it's a lot of fun (laughs) yeah it definitely is different just being in the locker room and not having an opportunity to really be out there among the crowd and kind of take Mm -hmm. in that energy and it is unfortunate too because being back in the locker room you have these pieces of paper on the wall that kind of tell you how it's going to end and who's going to win too so it it kind of takes away that element of surprise and and I I guess you could even say shock value in a sense like Mm -hmm. I'm sure you still have moments like a big chop happens or a big move happens you're in the locker room you can hear that crowd like their response to it but oh yeah most wrestlers forget about the engaging the crowd like whenever your comeback is coming you need to get that crowd behind you and what do you do you make eye contact with someone you you look at them in desperation whenever you um want to eat at them and you you pick at them you pick out that one person and everyone for whatever reason decides to agree with that fan and they team up on you so it, you have to remember to just, the fans are the most important part. Whenever they aren't feeling it, you need to find a way to make them feel it, bring them back up. And when they are feeling it, like I had sunburn this one match and they were chanting, chop her, sunburn. And, and she did. And it, you want to do those little things that like the crowd is like, oh, I feel like. I was a part of it. I have to ask just from that story in itself. (laughs) I've had friends like you always whenever you're on vacation or you're coming back from vacation, you spent way too long golfing during the day. There's those days where you get sunburned and you always have that friend that just comes up and just pokes you like, does that hurt? (laughs) And they want to see like your hand or their fingerprint, like go like completely white and then back to red. (laughs) How did you, especially in that moment where she chopped your sunburn? How did you hold your composure to be like, you know what, this isn't a wrestling match anymore. Like, now we're fighting. Like It gives me every incentive to hit a lot harder. <laughs> it definitely gets my adrenaline moving. And you know what, I just look at it as it's for the, it's for the fans. It's for the fans. Like, I'm, I'm pissed off now, but I'll think about it later. I'm like, you know what, that was pretty funny. In that moment, <laughs> screw the fans. Like, I, this is my sunburn. <laughs> You just hit me in my sunburn. So this chop yeah, that would have been mean, like... don't get me wrong. For uh, like a couple of seconds, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you, you're just like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill her. But it brings but... the crowd in too. Because it's like now you're mad at the crowd. See, like this? why would you... See, what? that gives it more real pain, though. Wow, Dave. Welcome to the show. Shut up, Dave. Thanks for introducing me in the first place. Oh, yeah. Dave's here, too, my co-host. But he... Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi, Gabe. So, but in this... 
way to chime in. But here you are. Like, it's hard. Like, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. Like, I've been there. And it's like, like, you just get, like, this rage go through you. Like, why would you touch? And, yes, like, you are the fan. Like, the fans are the ones that are deciding it. And that you're putting on a show for the fans. But, like, yeah. in, in my shoes, wearing your shoes, I, I at mean, that point, the crowd doesn't matter. Like, I'm, like, <laughs> I hate all of you because you recommended it. Well, I, I guess just being on stage my whole life, the show must go on. So when things happen that you wish they didn't or was unexpected, you just have to roll with it. You just have to take it and run and see what you can do with it because that gave me more incentive to do the things I did to her after the fact. So it happens. Like this one show I was doing in high school, my bracelet for the life of me would not stay on and with my blocking and just going like using my hands two nights in a row i swung my arm out to the crowd to be dramatic and my bracelet fell off both times and the crowd was dying they couldn't i was and the best part about it was the first time everyone on stage watched my bracelet fall the crowd laughed we just looked at each other and we just kept going and because family came back the second night the second night it came off again i looked at the guy and i'm like that's the second time you've done that because the scene was we were fighting so i just found something else to blame him for and all the parents and the friends that came back that night they found even more reason to enjoy that line Oh, yeah. Because I, I was like, oh, I, I, I don't know what else to say. And, dude, this, and I, I didn't wear the bracelet after that. I told the coach. Like, <laughs> You're like, screw this. Yeah, I'm screw this bracelet. I'm out of things to say. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, screw this bracelet. Like, it doesn't want to work yeah. for me. I'm not going to work with it. So we're, we're done yeah. here. <laughs> and you just retired the bracelet after night, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> Now, you had mentioned how you're constantly trying. You had made a comment about getting the crowd involved and you want to be get them involved and get them energized for that big comeback. But here you are as a heel character. So obviously that comeback isn't necessarily coming for you. So what kind of challenges did you find yourself being in a position where you are typically the heel character and now you're trying to play against the crowd? What kind of challenges did you find in that aspect to portray that heel character when in no no disrespect to to you but your family is always been perceived as like the face character the lovable person that you want to get behind and and really like can relate to i don't i don't know what you're talking about with this heel and baby face i just go in there I do what I gotta do. Um, if the crowd pisses me off, I definitely make sure that they know that they pissed me off. I can be a bit dramatic and tall. So I go in there Touché. with the with the idea of I don't care. I'm going to do if I gotta pull her hair and pull her down, I'm gonna pull her hair and pull her down. If I gotta poke her in the eye, I'm gonna poke her in the eye. It's as simple as that. If 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 for whatever reason the title needs to get involved, that that's a good weapon. I mean, there's weapons matches. I don't understand why I can't just improvise here. I mean, the bracelet, the belt, either one is fine. So yeah. Yeah, it, I 
would love, not going to lie, if during a match coming up, you brought out a bracelet. <laughs> if the bracelet found its way into a match, I, I would probably die of laughter. And it better have some difficulty, st- like, staying on your wrist. That's all I'm going to say. And if you institute it into t- some type of match, I-, I would, personally, I'd get a laugh out of it. So, <laughs> now, you mentioned, obviously, any way that you can win, whether you're a face, a heel, and, and no disrespect to you, I-, I understand that there really isn't faces or heels anymore good guys or bad guys it's all up to the crowd's perception if they like you they'll get behind you if they don't oh well i'm gonna do what i need to do to win anyway but there's some people that do kind of share your same mentality and that of course is some individuals that you have associated yourself that of course being calvin couture elijah dean justin labar uh, among many others to create the super group of iwc and there are some things that i definitely want to touch on that kind of had social media ablaze and buzzing over a recent announcement how did this group kind of come to fruition uh, well you know uh the Arquette name always needs an entourage, so this amazing group of mine is my Arquette entourage. Calvin Couture and I, we train together, so we definitely go way back, um, and we decided to go into this uh, business no holds barred. We're gonna do everything we can and whatever we can to get where we need to be, and for the most part it's worked out pretty well. Elijah Dean, he's just pretty to look at. I, mean, I was like, well, he's got abs, he's got nice arms, he's pretty face, so I brought him along. Um, and whenever he started training so I pulled him into my scene and then with Justin Labar after winning the title my email was blowing up my phone was installed so I said Justin Labar wordless screw you over I can give you a better management deal so he jumped on board and helped me and he's been helping me so far whenever I lost to Madison Rand he got me my rematch because I am entitled to one rematch and I successfully got my title back. So that was always a good thing. <laughs> um, but the Arcade Entourage and I, the Hollywood Couture, we we are fabulous. We do anything we can to get where we need to be. And IWC has graciously given us amazing opportunities. And um, such as Elijah Dean and Wardlow, that match is coming up and i'm going to be right there next year i can't tell you how proud i am of him yeah and that's exactly what i was alluding to with social media there was a lot of backlash that came out when the match was announced that in wardlow now that he's stepping away from his title defenses against mcchesney now here he is in his first title defense is the man dime elijah dean and there was a lot of people that came out saying that elijah dean does not deserve this match and I, I myself I'll admit it I, I am an Elijah Dean fan but I and I really didn't agree with everyone's standpoint on why he didn't deserve a match but I definitely want to get your take on it and your thoughts and here's your opportunity where you're not limited to 160 characters tell the fans how you really feel about their backlash So we're going to take a step away from our interview right now and give a shout out to our sponsor. If you haven't seen all across social media, we are now sponsored by LapelYeah.com. That's right. You heard it right. LapelYeah. If you don't know who they are, check them out. Go check out all their merchandise over at LapelYeah.com. They just had a huge Marty Squirrel pin release autographed as well. Sold out in 60 seconds. So tons of awesome merch there. Shirts, pins, stickers. Even if you are a superstar, you can send in a custom pin for them to release as well. 
well. They not only sell, but they also supply to all independent wrestlers as well. So head on over to lapelia.com. Be sure to use the promo code PINHEAD. You heard that right. If you watch Hellraisers growing up, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Once again, discount code PINHEAD at checkout. Get 20% off your entire order, courtesy of the Dark Match Podcast. Once again, that's lapelia.com. Once again, lapelia.com. And give me a lapel yeah. They all can suck it because Elijah Dean, one, deserves as much as he can. I can't think of one other person on that roster. Um, granted, everyone works their ass off. Everyone puts the time and the effort in. But Elijah Dean has done nothing but demolish and succeed and excel in everything he's been through since he has debuted. He has done nothing but been successful. He, sure, he had a few obstacles here and there. There were a couple downfalls, but you cannot forget his name. And Wardlow is someone who has a name you also cannot forget. So what better person to match him up with? I mean, Wardlow has succeeded in his time at IWC. He is now two title holders, Super Indie and Heavyweight. Um, and Elijah Dean has been cheated and misused with the other opportunities gotten. So he is most well-deserving of this spot. He set the role. He looks the part. He He's everything. He dominates in the ring just as I do. He has the stats of Catherine Shore as he does. And he has Justin LaBar on his side. He has every reason to have this match. And anyone who disagrees, well, they're going to be sorry they said so whenever it is Wardlow walking in with the title and Elijah Dean walking out with the title. Mm -hmm. And then you had mentioned how Wardlow currently holds not only the World Heavyweight Championship, which is what... Elijah Dean will be going for on May yes. 25th, but there is another title involved in that picture, that of course being the Super Indie Championship. And mm -hmm. I do have to premise the question of, do you see Calvin Couture now going for the Super Indie Championship? Oh, absolutely. Calvin has been around the same as I have, a little over two years. He has been misled. He's been put in the shadow, and I've been pulling him out as much as I can. And Justin Plummer needs to really who he has on his roster and understand that Calvin Couture is well deserving of every opportunity that is given to him and he should have more opportunities given to him. The Super Indie title is definitely something Calvin Couture can own and respect and be proud of and I definitely see uh, Calvin being the next Super Indie champion. Mm -hmm. And uh, props going out obviously and we've mentioned it on numerous shows props going out to Justin Plummer whether you agree with me or not he has put on phenomenal product each and every show whether it be from iwc 18 to the super indie tournament as a whole which is definitely something i want to touch on because it definitely has to be in your in your wheelhouse and also on your radar as well with a, another huge event coming up after proving ground and I, I have to ask your opinions with the field that has already been announced i want to get your take on it if you were to determine or even guesstimate who you feel is walking away with the Super Indie Tournament victory this year, who would you put your Hollywood money on? See, that is a very tough question considering everyone that is a part of the Super Indie Tournament thus far. Um, Wardlow is definitely big. He's strong. He 
he dominates in the ring, but is he super indie? Yeah, he holds the title now, but will he be able to get past all the people in there? Dylan Bostic. You know what? I'm going to stop right there. Dylan Bostic's name. It speaks for itself. He has been in and out of IWC. He has been all over the country. He is a super indie wrestler. If anyone is going to be able to get through everyone and make it to the final round, I see it being him. He just debuted in Office Championship Wrestling, too. He did. So he's all over the place. Shout out to Pat McAfee if you're listening. Probably not, though. (laughs) (laughs) But I I love your pick, but I'm actually going to give you a counter pick on my end i have to go personally dave i'll I'll get your thoughts too you can throw yours out and whether i agree with you or not but i'm putting my money personally i'm putting it on retro ag yeah okay so that i didn't want to back you on that one pat Ooh, but at the same point i'm also torn because I think if there's an opportunity for someone to truly make history, it's going to be someone that's already made history. And I see the first ever woman winning the Super Indie Tournament in Britt Baker. Yeah. I see that too. So either way, I'm excited and pumped for this tournament. That would be a good way for This is a complete just derail from where we were because now I'm just getting pumped up because now I'm thinking like everyone else has been announced for it. Jonathan Grisham has been announced. Joey Ryan has been announced. Who knows who else is going to be added to the frail? I am pumped to see who it's going to be. So I I like your pick, but and I love – don't get me wrong. Love Dylan Bostic, but (laughs) – I, I, I got it. It's going to be a tough field. I, I, I got to go with Anthony Green. I got to go with Anthony Green. I'm going to stick with Anthony Green. That, that's my money right there. And it's recorded, and it we're not what? doing a, we're not doing a fuck. We're not doing a fucking slap bet. No, <laughs> I still we're owe done. You. We're done with slap bets. I still no, owe you. I know you still owe me. Yeah, Sorry. we do. We do slap bets a lot, and I lo- I lose a lot. No, let's let's change no it. chop bets. Chop bets. Chop bet. Yeah, so I don't do very well with bets. So I I I've <laughs> learned my lesson, and I'm not doing them anymore. So no, we're not going to do a chest chop. We're not doing a slap bet right now. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that I have confidence in Anthony Green with the way that the field is announced now. Now, Katie has Dylan Bostic. You back me up with Anthony Green. But I do see your point in Britt Baker. Okay, like, so why, you why why not why not just go all go all I'll I'll go all in on Britt Baker. Oh man, look at that! Throwing out <laughs> you're gonna go all elite too. Are you gonna go all elite? Yes. yes. We'll go, yes. You're going all elite. You're going all elite with Britt Baker too. All right. So we'll see who wins. We'll see who wins. It's probably going to be none of us because they haven't announced the entire field yet. But oh, whoever's yeah. going to be like the last, they're going to either isn't going to be either is going to be the last one announced or some surprise entrant. Are you waiting for like John Cena to come out at thirty or something, man? <laughs> like it's the two thousand like whatever year hey, it was. Who never, knows? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. So that's the Super Indie Tournament. But I want to go back to Proving Ground because there is one thing that has not been announced, and that is the next opponent for Katie Arquette and the IWC Women's Championship. Now, there have been a couple rumors floating around. Can you give us any insight on what to expect or just pretty much just I mean, come out there and find out what happens? It's pretty much come out there find out what happens. I mean, I'll always have... Cavagature and maybe Elijah Dean, depending on what my match is, if you know, alive or if he is walking out with that belt. But I honestly have no idea what is to be expected. Um, it's probably going to be just as a surprise as it is for me. So, I mean, I've already kicked Danny Gray's 
bite to the curb, so I don't really see it being her knee. But who knows? It's proving ground. Maybe she has more to prove this time around. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and that, of course, is taking place on Saturday, May 25th. Like we said, it's in White Oak, Pennsylvania. You can actually mm-hmm. find the link to buy tickets in our bio as well. Or you can head on over to IWC underscore wrestling on Instagram and also find them on Twitter as well. Just search IWC wrestling. You can find everywhere where you can buy your tickets but you can find them in the link in our bio as well and what a card that's already been announced we get to come out there find out who's going to be taking on katie arquette for the women's championship but you also get to see such matches in another one that kind of took the wrestling world of iwc by storm is the announcement of the high stakes championship match between rc dupree and jackson argos so definitely do not miss that match as well yeah (laughs) uh, among many others and I, i mean you also get to see the proving ground tournament too so there's yeah there's plenty. a lot of great oh yeah there's definitely gonna be a lot of surprising debuts i've been um watching them closely especially miss danny gray so you're definitely in for a treat everyone that decides to come which you all should um you're, it's definitely gonna be a show to remember so definitely come out like you said go on to all those links buy tickets and come to Proving Ground May 25th. I completely agree. And just see some of the most recent graduates of the IWC school as well. So, And then some of the big name stars of Chikara will be there as well. So you have no reason not to go. So if you're right. in the area, even if you're not in the area, you want to make a road trip and you have nothing going on on May 25th, make Do the it. trip. You will not regret it. Speaking from Do someone it. that did that, and is still talking about it to this day. Definitely do it if you haven't done so as of yet. But getting back into it, a couple more questions for you as well. Don't want to take too much of your time. I appreciate you taking the time that you already have taken uh, to talk with us here tonight. So just a few more questions for you. So after Proving Ground has come and gone, Super Indie has come and gone, and I prove you guys wrong when Anthony Green wins the Super Indie Tournament. (laughs) I'm just happy that I can say that without the fear of getting a chop. That's all I'm going to say but (laughs) but what is what can we expect from katie arquette going into the later parts of 2019 well i will definitely continue to see me defend my title and i will continue to successfully walk out of the ring with my title um there are some pretty big names we're thinking about bringing in um that want a piece of the queen of the silver screen so definitely look out for that more specifically at iwc um i definitely am going to be traveling more so throughout 2019 definitely uh, keep liking tweeting sharing all of my stuff um because there's something possibly happening at the end of the year that I don't want to talk about just yet because I don't want to jinx myself. Ooh. But, <laughs> but definitely continue to keep up with my social media because I definitely have big things coming uh, for the second half of this year. Ooh, uh, almost a little spoiler there, but you would only find out what she's talking about if you do follow her all across social media. And you can find her across social media on every platform you possibly can think of. All you have to do is go over to Instagram. You can find her on Instagram at the Katie Arquette. If you don't know how to spell that, well, you haven't done enough research. And she's not tagged <laughs> yeah. in every single one of our videos, all of our posts as well. So you're pretty much doing yourself a disjustice and a disservice if you are not already following her. And then you can find her on Twitter at the KT 
T R cat. So that's where you can find out exactly what she was talking about as well. So I do have one final question for you. I haven't really asked this in a long time, but to think of who you hang around with and who you trained with, I think you're possibly going to give us the best answer thus far. So <laughs> Dave and I are big practical jokers. We play a lot of jokes on each other. We we rib on each other all the time. We make fun of each other all the time. It's all in good love. I invited him over to my house saying that we were going to drink this past weekend. And what did I do? I put on a movie he still has not seen in his 30 years of life. Hey, and now his 31 life is... 31 years. 31. 31 <laughs> years of life. You did not do yourself a any justice worth announcing that. I don't care. All right. So in 31 <laughs> years, this man has never seen Shawshank Redemption. I was waiting for the gasp and I didn't get it. Katie Arquette, have you seen it Shawshank was, Redemption? It was silence because I was very disappointed. She's that disappointed. That movie is... I, you have to watch this movie. He did. It is so good. It is. We, yeah. We, he we did. Got in, we got into that earlier, but yes. I yes. Finally, finally watched it with him over the weekend. He did. Good. Thank God. Good. So, and Good. we, it, it was a fun little uh, surprise. Because even before we started the movie, he said, do we really have to do this now? It's been 31 <laughs> years. I can go a little bit longer. And the first thing he said when it stopped was, that was a great movie. We're like, yeah. yes, it was, wasn't it? And yeah, then we went, bad. and then we literally spent the next 30 minutes talking about other movies that we haven't seen. And him and I were both on the same page that so we hadn't seen them. So we, we have a lot of movies to catch up on. But, All right, but back to the yes. question, Pat. But back to the question. <laughs> Dave's going to take over now. But <laughs> we want to know what your best rib story is, whether it's happened to you, you've oh, experienced boy. it. Oh, yeah. And I know that you, especially training with Chris LaRusso and Andrew Palace, you have to have a good rib story. <laughs> and obviously, teaming up with Elijah Dean and Calvin Couture, you need to have a good story. So I'm setting the bar extremely high, no pun intended. Uh, but This is a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure because I, I, I expect great things from you in this in this field. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh. <sighs> Well, throughout my time being in this business, there has been quite some ribbons going on. Um, the one that's most recent that keeps popping into my head. So I was not on this trip, but um, I heard it through the grapevine that, so if you know Chris LaRusso, he is very dramatic, as am I. He jumps the gun way faster than you expect, which is hilarious when you get to experience it. Because especially if he's not yelling at you, you definitely want to get the popcorn and settle in. So one of the new recent trainees, um, typically in IWC, you train for one year for 12 full months and we give you a debut match. Typically, you are not allowed to debut at any other promotion for any reason um, or you can you'll be cut from training at the facility and Chris LaRusso we're so Proving Ground is next month and one of the I'm not going to name names but one of the trainees he uh, he travels a lot with other wrestlers to get his name out there and he was not with La, with Chris LaRusso someone messaged LaRusso and said hey your trainee just debuted here I hope you don't mind we really needed someone to fill the spot 
And he responded with, please tell me for the love of God, you're kidding. And Chris is freaking out over this. He's trying to keep a composed face. And the next time at training, it was me, Andrew Palace, the trainee, and Chris LaRusso. And LaRusso, we're like, we're going to head out. He goes, no, I need to talk to him. And we were like, okay. (laughs) So (laughs) we're standing there. And LaRusso was like, and what? God's name gave you the right idea to freaking debut at another promotion. He's freaking out. And me and Palace are dying of laughter because it was so funny. And the trainee is sitting there trying to keep a straight face because the trainee said, well, Chris, I thought you wouldn't mind. And he's like, I wouldn't mind. Like, you know better. He's freaking out. So Andrew Palace decides to go, Chris, are you really this upset? He's like, yes. And he goes, what's going to make you feel better? Do you want Do you want a big plate of ribs? And Chris is like, I don't. I hate you all. And just yells at all of us because the kid never debuted. Everyone wanted to give him a hard time. His girlfriend even said, do he, he didn't debut. It's fine. And he goes, don't lie to me. <laughs> My God. So it, it, it's one of those stories where you have to you have to be there and you have to know Chris LaRusso on a different level. But Chris LaRusso, he's quite the entertainer when things don't go his way. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm when just, you're I'm... in charge and one of your students disobeys, yeah, he freaked out. <laughs> yeah. It, it def- and just the fact that someone would look at him and be like, are, are you hungry? Do you want a good plate of ribs and then just leave it yeah. at that waiting for it to kick in like he looked at all of us like i hate you all yeah like i'm gonna I kill you. you all i'm gonna kill you <laughs> like in comes your your my cousin Vinny monologue and oh, yeah. you're just gonna oh, yeah. flip out about your biological clock just clock. ticking <laughs> oh my god i could just he was uh, like so wait did you really not do you he's like no chris i did it he goes okay good yeah. Yes, the plumber doesn't need to know about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I can just um, – I, I would have probably flipped out too. It, being in that yeah. – like I, I'm not over – no, I really am. I am overdramatic. Yeah, yeah. I'm extremely overdramatic. <laughs> it's fine. But if I was like in that position and like someone pulled it, I would probably have the same exact reply. Like I'm probably like Chris LaRusso in like Cleveland, I guess you could say. Not really though because yeah. I can't wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> and he really can <laughs> so uh, we appreciate you coming on for those individuals once again you know where to find her all across social media we also encourage you once again if you have no plans even if you do have plans cancel them make your way out to white oak pennsylvania check out proving ground eight which is sponsored by iwc you can see all the matches that we have discussed you can also potentially even see katie arquette defend her championship but even if she doesn't you'll have plenty of opportunities at upcoming shows and be sure to follow iwc on social media on all platforms and also follow katie arquette as well so katie we appreciate you taking time out of your evening best of luck to you good luck with your bet for the super indie tournament as well i know that one of us is potentially, I mean, we, we have to bet something. Well, we can talk about that. We'll talk about that later. It's its not going to be a chess chop. Okay. We're done. But I, I'm a sucker for a good bet. But we'll, we'll discuss that later. But Katie Arquette, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, but at least. Wait, 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 wait. What? At least give her the proper goodbye. Give her the proper <laughs> goodbye. If you're going to 
sign her out, at least call her the queen of the silver screen. Yes! <laughs> David is now no longer with the Dark Match podcast. <laughs> don't you don't you dare upstage me! <laughs> know your spot! Where's your mark? It's over there! Thank you, sir. <laughs> Damn it! You're right. Thank you. Yeah. You are welcome. very welcome. <laughs> there was another event that we caught on Saturday. That, of course, was the Crockett Cup that took place in Concord, North Carolina. Wish I could have had an opportunity to go down there, but unfortunately, bachelorette parties with my wife uh, take seniority. I, I could have taken all four kids with me if I wanted to <laughs> to go to the Crockett Cup. Yeah, let, think about what you just said there. Oh, no, I did. I absolutely <laughs> did. I absolutely did. W- would not work. No, it wouldn't at all. But Crockett Cup was fantastic. I'm not going to touch on everything, but huge congratulations. Huge congratulations going out to our former guests. That, of course, being Brody King and PCO, who took home the Crockett Cup along with the new NWA Tag Team Championships, which, don't get me wrong, I I think that you were kind of expecting this to happen. Um, They released the pin today for the NWA Tag Team Championships. Um, How many have you already ordered? I've ordered one. I've ordered one. Just one. So I'm a little excited about it. I'm a little too excited. I'm, like, just counting down because the one pin that we talked about previously. It's not supposed to ship until May 1st, and go figure. I'm just waiting for that email to come in now. I can't wait to get that pin right now, but I, I, I've i only bought one of the NWA. But now that I'm thinking about it, because it is a tag team championship, I, I feel like I need another one. Like, I gotta, I gotta team. You, you, gotta, you gotta team them up. Tag team is at least two. Yes. So I, I think I need to buy another one. So not right now, because there's a lot of other pins that I've been eyeing. I have a pin problem. Of course problem. you are. I, I have a pin. I, what I'm going to start doing, I think it would be a cool idea, is I'm just going to start posting a pin of the week. And, ooh, ideas. That is ideas. ideas. So I think I'm just going to start posting, like, pictures of pins that I've either gotten at shows or I've purchased or my wife doesn't know about. And this would be the perfect time to tell other people, feel free to send ones that you have to see if maybe Pat doesn't have it or needs to buy that will get him in trouble with his wife. Yes, yes. You you can either send them to me or you can physically send me a pin and make it a pin of the week. I have no problem with that. I have a pin problem, which is completely fine. But uh, getting back on topic, because we uh, we, we got slightly, uh, slightly sidetracked here. But uh, another big happening at the event, as it was announced last week, Jazz had vacated her NWA Women's Championship. There was a contest to see who would become the new women's champion. That, of course, being between Santana Garrett and Sienna. Sienna comes out with the victory. She is the new NWA Women's Champion. So, congratulations going out to Sienna. But the match of the evening that we need to talk about is, of course, the match. I I, I don't even I, I don't even know what to say because it was for the ten pounds of gold. For the ten pounds of gold, it was the villain versus the champ, the champion versus Nick Aldis. So it was utterly fantastic from start to finish. A 
brutal blood brawl. The picture of the ring after the match, that should... That, that was insane. Even if you premise that without actually showing the match, like I did yesterday when I sent you the picture, like, you need to see this ring right now. And just premise that. You, I don't even have to show you any footage from the actual match itself. Just the ring afterwards, and you know that was a freaking brawl, and it was. And now, Nick Aldis is still the NWA heavyweight champion. Still holds a 10-pound of gold, but it begs the question, when is Marty going to get his rematch? Because only time will tell at this point. Because he proved that for the longest time he was viewed as a junior heavyweight. He couldn't go for the big gold. And he proved to the world that he should be a world champ. So congratulations going out to both of them. But more importantly to Nick Aldis on retaining his championship. But Marty proving to everyone that he's not the sidekick. He is the main event. So huge congratulations going out to both of them. But I want to touch on an event that's coming up that I know we're both excited for. And it's go figure the same day as an event that we talked about just a little bit ago. And that of course being proven ground, but there's another event that's taking place on May 25th. And that of course is double or nothing taking place in Las Vegas, Nevada. And to say that this match between Dustin Rhodes and Cody is continuously boiling over would be an understatement. Cody came out with this fantastic promo where he was pretty much saying, like, I want to kill the Attitude Era. And literally saying how all of his friends and everyone is being compared to this era of wrestling. But is what we're doing today so different from what it was in the past? And what he was trying to compare is that you say that this is so new and real in the attitude era because you'd never seen it before now people are doing it but it's not as cool because we're not the first ones to do something he called out stone cold steve austin and the rock fighting at backlash for anyone that got the reference where the rock grabbed the camera and was like showing and flipping off the crowd and stuff like that he referenced that to say like does that are you saying that that's better than Kenny Omega versus Okada? Then he said, like he uh, referenced um, the promos of The Rock and compared it to the pipe bomb of CM Punk, which was, I found quite humorous considering he's dropping a CM Punk reference when CM Punk isn't all elite, but he's premising him. And then he compares his brother to a worn down horse that needs to be put down. And it was fantastic. Goosebumps, like I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about this promo. But if there was a match at, at Double or Nothing that you're the most pumped up for, I, I think it would go without saying that the match that everyone's pretty pumped for would be the match between Dustin and Cody. Would you agree or disagree? I'm I'm with you on that one. I I'm speechless. I don't like I don't know how to follow that. To be perfectly honest. Well, I appreciate that, but. <laughs> There's tons to get behind. I mean, you have the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks. You have Pac versus Adam Page. And the list goes on and on, but the buildup right now for this match between Dustin and Cody, I think is literally taking the cake. And it's really putting the wrestling world on notice and getting people actually behind and actually buying into the fact that 
is there true animosity here? Is there true hatred? Is there true jealousy? Because he starts off this promo by saying and comparing it to like the yin and yang. Like here you have one son that followed the book, did everything he was supposed to, was daddy's golden child, like all this. And then you have the one that was whoring all over the world and like pretty much calling out, <laughs> calling out Dustin. Oh, it was fantastic. Like it was getting extremely personal and it, it's getting me pumped because I'm going into it thinking it's going to be a wrestling match, but I might be no, watching this is a, lit- be a fight. This is going to be a fight. Like I'm gonna, like I'm gonna win, or I'm gonna die trying. Right. So I- I'm looking forward to it. I'm pumped for it overall. But that's gonna do it for this week's episode. There's tons of stuff that we can continue talking about, but we're gonna continue talking about that all across social media. Be sure to follow along if you don't already do so. But we will be back with an exciting interview next week and. For any listeners out there that are in the Chicago area, I'm actually going to be in Chicago if I'm not already there right now. This coming Thursday and Friday, maybe I'm going to pop by a wonderful little spot known as Pro Wrestling Tees while I'm there. But if you're going to be in the area, you'd like to meet up, grab a drink, grab some food, let me know. Shoot me a direct message. Or I could have just said DM. I don't even know why I said because I, you're old, goddammit. I'm it. old, goddammit. But I'm not even that old. I'm not. <laughs> Stop old. making me feel old. Older than me, so it's fine. Uh, by a few months. Shut up. <laughs> but if you're in the Chicago area, you're going to be in the Chicago area anytime this week. Let me know. I'd love to meet up with you guys and, and just kind of get your insight as well. Even if you hate me, I don't care. Let me know. It at least gives me something to do while I'm in Chicago when I'm trying to kill time. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll see you next week. Dave, always a pleasure having you. Yeah, absolutely. Some exciting news coming out next week. So I I look forward to sharing that with everyone. So everybody take care. Boom.